Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, John Schwab here, and welcome to episode 137 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are actually happening, to meet the people that make theater happen. Just a quick reminder that you can download and subscribe to the podcast from the Apple Podcast app or from iTunes. That way your feed will be automatically updated when we release episodes. But you can also listen to us on many other podcast streaming services such as Stitcher and Google Play and iHeartRadio. Please rate and review our podcast if you have a spare 30 seconds. It does help us reach more theater lovers out there around the globe. And now for this week's podcast. We went a little off-piece last week, uh, and we're going to stay there this week to bring you a guest that, well, just wasn't on our radar, but is pushing the boundaries of immersive theater with each new show that she produces. Sophie Cohen, founder of House of Kittens, an erotic immersive theater company, sat down to chat with me about her new show, Amatory Asylum. Now, this is a show unlike any that we have been to or covered, and, and full disclosure, I have yet to see the show. I will be catching it in November. But here's a little blurb to tease the senses. For those interested in going to Amatory Asylum, guests will converge in the opulent setting of the newly reopened Wellington Members Club on German Street, one of the most daring and exciting private member bars in London, where the audience will find themselves transported into a world of sensual theater to experience a unique, immersive journey embracing the surreal, the dramatic, and the erotic. Now, Sophie and I chatted about her concepts for House of Kittens, the shows they create, and how immersive theater is a perfect fit for their shows. But don't worry, you are not going to get dragged up on stage to take part in a spanking. But I'll let Sophie explain it all. So I always uh, always start out with asking your name. My name is Sophie Cohen. Uh, Sophie, what... what 
what is it that brings us here today? And, and then I'm going to go back in time. Okay. Um, I'd just like to put it out there that I haven't seen anything. anything about, <laughs> and um, we know about this. So Matt and I have um, been in touch. And um, tell me how we have found ourselves sitting sat at a table. A, a <laughs> I begged to have a PR agent for a long time, <laughs> and they finally uh, took me on. Now, um, so House of Kittens is basically a—I find it very hard to quantify what we are. Okay. And so when people ask what we are, I say a little bit. So I'm very inspired by Crazy Horse, mm-hmm. um, and I'll put that out there. So it's never like they're kind of trying to be the London Crazy Horse. I'm not because Crazy Horse definitely has its own aesthetic. But I saw them from when I was sort of like 18, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "This is amazing." By the way, where are we on swearing? Because I will swear. Not swear. Is swearing swear. okay? Yeah, we can put explicit. I'm a, I'm a bit of a sweary person, That's but fine. I will try not it's to. It's fine. But um, so yes, it was something that I was always really drawn to. And for my 30th birthday, my friends all took me to go see the show when they did. Uh, on the embankment they had like the pop-up here and i remember at that point i'd already started house of kittens but i was just like no this this is definitely art this is definitely something that is has artistic merit yeah um and i have always been really drawn to erotica yeah uh, a fetish aesthetic Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say that i'm a scenester in any way Mm -hmm. because i find that all kind of a bit boring Mm -hmm. i don't want to be surrounded by only the same people but um as a kid i was really obsessive about John Waters, and I don't know why my parents let me watch all those films, but Hairspray really? Did you get and Pink Private Flamingo, Movie. yeah. Pink Flamingo, we, we skipped out on, okay. so I was a little older, but, um, but so I've always sort of just been into the odd. Yeah. I like things that are just a bit off-key mm-hmm. and a little bit weird, and um, so House of Kittens kind of was born out of that, and where we are now, which is doing Amatory Asylum, is the first time I have ever tried to tell a complete story. So every time before then... Our big menagerie shows we did before that, and then the most recent was Petite Menagerie, which was just a bit of a smaller cast and slightly more manageable. Um, We would do just these little moments, and they'd be a vignette, and this sort of beautiful erotic vignette, and the story would be just contained within that, and I didn't really give any expanse around it. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time where I'm kind of going, okay, well, I've looked at a show we have called Rapture, which is nurse-themed, and I kind of thought, well, where why, where, who mm-hmm. are these things, and so I've tried to tell a story around that. So we're using audio, visual, um, so we have a cinematographer, Archie Thomas, who works with us, who's wonderful, and he has done films with us, and then so we're gonna be using projection, lighting, uh, musical curation, we have an immersive actress, which is the first time we've ever worked with anybody who has a speaking role, because we've never done that before. Right. Um, which she's wonderful, um, Emma Carriage, and she's been really, really, really fun to work with. So yeah, uh, at the moment we're kind of. I'm, this is all stepping out into new arenas for us. Yeah, I mean, this sounds very interesting. You just said you worked with a speaking actress the first time, so yeah. so, and you talked about the like erotic vignettes and telling a story mm-hmm. through that. So. Um, take me through that process because it sounds, for me, um, who as an actor, I speak. Yes. I've been, I give. I've been given lines. I'm. I'm directed to do certain actions. That's completely not in my wheelhouse. And there'll be a lot of people listening to this that 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 kind of identify with that. So to how? What's your process of telling a story through vignettes? And how does one? So. I guess because I've always come from a 
dance background. Mm-hmm. Um, I have always sort of really enjoyed being able to take somebody on a journey where you maybe don't spell it out for them. Sure. So you, I have my story, and as long as I know my story, that's kind of where I've always gone, well, that's all that matters. And so I would very much, I would listen to music. And music, so my father's a, a jazz drummer, my sister's a singer, Hannah Cohen. She just came out with a wonderful new album. Amazing. Um, and, plug, plug, plug. Yeah, Buy absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I come up with a very artistic background on that kind of stuff, but very musically led. Yeah. Um, and so I would find myself creating things where I would just hear a song and it would just immediately have a visual for me where I would immediately see a story to yeah. that. And then I will work from that and go, okay, well, what's the aesthetic? So I do all the costume design um, and then I have makers who make different things for me and that would be the way that I would tell it. The other thing is, is I'm really lucky to work with a group of women who are all super on board. So we're kind of like, if there's going to be, we have a, a show which isn't in this one, but mm-hmm. one of our vignettes called The Dresser, which is pretty fetishy. It's a, a story of kind of a sub-dom situation and I always play the dominant roles right. in our sort of thing. And uh, there is a moment where she is slapped across the face, mm-hmm. but she is slapped across the face. Right. And So we don't ever do anything where it's like panto yeah. or, you know, and in, in this one, we've got a violet wand. I don't know if you know what one of those is. Nope, go for so it. So it was used in Victorian times up until now. Girls who have facials will know when you get the red light kind of uh, electrocuting you right. in the face. Um, <laughs> but so it's still used you to You guys do day. that? So, yes, we do. Girls do anything to look pretty. <laughs> well, my girls do anyway. I don't know about everybody. But that's probably the least feminist thing you can say. But we do. That's so okay. It's okay. Let's just uh, be who we are, right? So. Mm. Uh, I've got one that's refurbished from the 1930s, okay. and it was in in the <laughs> sort of 1930s onward. It was sort of the cure for life, and then really? the kink scene sort of took it over. Yeah. I would say in about the 80s until they started creating things specifically for kink. But this one is actually would have been used by doctors for probably things like female hysteria. So it does actually have uh, lots of volts going through it. Oh, and wow. if you remember from like the 90s, those weird little globes that yeah. had the purple things in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that but it doesn't have the protection of the glass that makes it so that you don't get the electric shock. Yeah. So you get electric shock. So I actually do electrically shock the girls on stage. So we were going through that the other day. We're like, two of them were like, no! <laughs> <laughs> but they've all committed and then we're all doing it. Yeah. So it is, it is really nice because it, there is this balance of uh, actory bits, but yeah. then also people kind of going, no, I'm committed, let's do this. If you're gonna slap me, slap me. If yeah. we're gonna get electrocuted, let's go for it. So anything safe, I'll just say I won't kill anyone. It, but. No, <laughs> But yeah. that's, that's like the drama, isn't it? No, it, so that's, I mean, it sounds like it's really evolved. So your yes. first show, I mean, it sounds like you've grown and your tribe has, you know, you've got your bubble, you brought Absolutely. people in to Absolutely. kind of create. Um, how did you go about finding your collaborators then? And, and so it, it just sounds like you're saying it's your biggest cast yet. So did it start So this small? is actually not my biggest cast right. yet. Menagerie, we had 17 dancers. Wow. And that was... That's too, a big That's a It big was trip. too many, actually, if I'm honest, because right. I self-produce everything. Right. And it was just, it became something where... Uh, there was no joy in it for me, if I'm honest. <laughs> I was just wanted to die by the end of it. So I'm sure you were all lovely. She's not just not. Oh, it was nothing to do with them. It was just uh, they were all amazing. It's just there's too I know, much. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just that's too a much. Big and cast. So I put myself. Well, if you're producing, general managing, concept directing, you're doing all of that stuff. That's and performing and performing. Yeah, it's it's that's just mad. too many hats. Yeah, of and course. so um, this one we've got a cast of 
eight, including myself. Uh, Petite Menagerie was six, which was lovely because mm-hmm. it was, um, I could kind of do it with my eyes closed because I've done all those ones where I wanted to die. So this one was like, oh, that's super easy. This is probably a little step up of like slight moments of going, okay, but the girls are a dream. Um, so cool. And so, and they're really, really into it. I give them all a lot of leeway to create their own pieces. So I'll tell them a story yeah. and I'll give them their, what their costumes are and I'll give them their music and then I'll just let them go away and create their solos. And then we'll kind of just tweak them a little bit to make mm-hmm. sure that the story is reading, but we all support each other. We all help each other. I've got two wonderful choreographers. Uh, my main one is uh, Katie Gorak, uh, who dances under Penny Valent, and she's a burlesker, and she is just wonderful, and she really understands our aesthetic, really understands what we're doing. And then Alice, also Alice Ross, who dances under Demi Noir, who's really big in the cabaret world, mm-hmm. does the Cocoa Butter Club and all of that. And she's done a lot of choreography with us, but she's so busy on this one, she hasn't been able to do as much. But they are, they just get it. Yeah. And then all the other girls pick up on board as well. So it, it's it's the best team I've ever worked with. And do they come on because they've heard about... House of Kittens, or is it is it the same process as any performer, where you audition and kind of go, this is what we're doing, and this it's is a, a little bit of a mix. Okay. It's a little bit of a mix. So, uh, Katie and Alex, I actually found both of them at the same time together. I went to go see them in a show, and they just really stood out on stage to me. And I knew another girl who uh, has since retired from the sort of cabaret side of things, but she knew them, so she introduced me, and I brought them on like that. Um, then they have suggested people because they all work in the world. I like, I don't go out. I hang out with my dog. Yeah. So I sort of often rely on them to go, I've met this girl. She is so on the aesthetic. Cause oh, you cool. do have to be in a certain place. If you're too commercial, yeah. um, it's not really going to work. If you're prude, it's definitely not going to work. Um, which is fine. And yeah. I don't want anybody to ever be uncomfortable. Yeah, 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 sure. So it's just, you have to be of a certain aesthetic. Um, a certain dance style and also have an ability to connect with the audience and I'm actually untrained so I'm trained in nothing I'm trained myself but Mm. I've always had an ability to connect with an audience because I grew up sort of just being around them so it was always natural for me and I can freestyle really easily choreography makes me like I do it, but I, I manage it in the end. But all the other girls have the ability to kind of dance in mm. both worlds. So, is there a fourth wall in your shows? Uh, we break that fourth wall yeah, okay. pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Um, so there's certain acts where I would say that um, there will be where it's definitely you are an observer yeah. and you're not getting that. But when we say immersive theater for us, it's not about like torturing people or bring, I mean I've had people send me messages going like will I be spanked it's like no <laughs> it's theater like. that's a that's a question you don't often get yeah. as a, like, as, a as a theater maker I had a maker. really weird email exchange with somebody <laughs> recently where I was like I always want to be polite but I'm like what do you hope, do you think they were hoping they'd be spanked yes yeah okay. absolutely it was like definitely somebody like rubbing their thighs at home <laughs> typing I was like okay uh We've somehow missed the point yeah. of all of this. It's yeah. not a sex party. Yeah. I encourage everybody to go home and fuck yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, go yeah. home. Go home and do it. Yeah. Do it there. But I mean, I suppose that's the risk that you run in kind of promoting the show that, you know, you say it's like an erotic immersive theater. So people think, oh, what when we think mean? immersive theater, we think we are joining in yeah. the, the show. So that's the risk you run in trying to get this across. And hopefully it comes across, you know, today is that it's not that this is like something that you're coming to observe, but to, to kind of 
coming up from like right field, left field, whatever, you know, you're just coming up a theater experience from a completely different space it's that totally you're used different. to. Yeah. It is totally different. And that's why when I was saying too, it's kind of hard to explain what we do because we're not straight cabaret. Yeah. We don't have a host hosting it throughout the night. You're not sort of, nobody holds your hand and leads you through things. Um, the shows oscillate between having, you know, black comedy moments to being quite heavy. One of our pieces is a really heavy piece and not really meant to be like too soft to mm. being incredibly erotic and beautiful. So it's my kind of ethos is I just want people to think and yeah. to sort of be outside of something and to look at eroticism that it has merit and that it is, you know, it's something that we all experience in life as adults. It's yeah. something that we're all part of. And I don't know why people are so kind of afraid of delving into that sometimes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I sort of, if it's done well, I think it's just as beautiful as ballet. Of course. Of course it's not going to be, you know, somebody holding their leg up to here. And I love ballet, by mm. the way. I think it's amazing. But it's um, it's a different thing and it's a different artistry. And, you yeah. know, it, yeah, it's something I, I'm really passionate uh-huh. about. I really love it. Well, you can you can tell. <laughs> you can tell. Uh, I'd love to talk to you about the, um, the venue and what yes. people can expect. You've talked about using every theatrical device really that's at your disposal to kind of tell these stories. I think it's fantastic that your scope is so wide because that just makes it much more interesting for someone that's not, you know, has nothing, um, no preconceptions about what they're going to see. Yeah, so the Wellington Club used to be in Kensington, I think, and they've reopened and rebranded as a restaurant members club. Right. Um, so they have got really great food. They have fed us. We, it was very nice. <laughs> um, it's a very modern venue, mm-hmm. which is why when I originally went in there, everything that we had done before this uh, has always kind of been a bit, uh, you know, the King's Head members club. I don't know if you've ever been inside, but it's no. sort of taxidermy, yeah. you know, very kind of oldie worldly vibes. And this is very modern. So that was where I kind of went, okay, we're going to do modern. Let's do modern. Let's do an asylum. Let's be uh, quite techie and modern. Mm. Um, so it's got, you know, all kind of high spec stuff. It's full of fancy art. I think Damien Hurst is friends with one of the owners. So he sprayed painted all over the place. So it lends itself to being an asylum. Cool. We're going to be just downstairs okay. in the club area. And it is a seated and standing affair. So people who are organized yeah. have reserved themselves seats. <laughs> people who have not wear comfy shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, I wish that I could see to every single person, but then also it might change the atmosphere to being a very seated show. Yeah. And we have several different performance spaces. I don't want to say too much about them because I don't okay. want to ruin sure, the sure, uh, sure. surprises. But there's. Immer- like when it comes to the venue, there's the immersive, you know, there what is. we know is so immersive. So we, we move through the audiences, Good. we use the spaces. We have, this is a new thing for us, but we were all sort of discussing, especially when I was getting some emails, I had also an email from a gentleman who said, how immersive is it? Is there audience participation? If so, my wife will not come. Yeah. And my partner is actually that person. He yeah. would, no way would he go to anything where he was forced to like be part of it. Yeah. And even though I run immersive productions, I actually probably wouldn't want somebody dragging me. Dragging you, you on know? stage, so, yeah. And also, I, you know, all of us, we're all pretty well uh, experienced in looking for the right person, mm-hmm. you know, the person who's giving you eye contact, but not too much eye contact, <laughs> but who looks, you know, open, um, because there's nothing worse than sort of trying to guide something and it just goes wrong. What we have done is that people are going to come in and we have given people an option to yeah. say yes, please, or no, thank you. Okay. And they've got little stickers on. And so we as performers have a visual cue of what, um, 
people are feeling like they want to do the night. And you might be a yes, please person, but just not tonight. Yeah. So I just sort of think you don't know who's walking into your space. Um, I want everybody to leave feeling comfortable and they had a good time and they felt supported and happy. And because we are doing something that is in the erotica field, I don't want to be accused of like, you didn't have consent to come mm. near me. So if you choose yes, please, we have consent, just so everybody's really clear. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, that I just heard it. But once again, nothing's happening that would be considered sexual assault. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. means that you might have a girl sit on your lap yeah. or, you know, whatever. But we would never base our show off of the response of an audience yeah. ever, ever, because it would just be insane. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a different... That's a different show. It's a different show. So it's not what we're doing. It just means whether or not you're going to be engaged with. And obviously, we have a lovely, immersive actress. So, you know, if you're a yes, please person, it just means you're going to get some extra experiences that other people might not. But you wouldn't be pulled up anywhere. It would be an intimate moment where that person would come up to you. Gotcha. So that's how we're working it. Um, But it's a work in progress. So we'll just see how that goes. And hopefully, people appreciate it. It sounds... I mean... I'm, I'm literally intrigued about how it is, you know, I'm looking forward to the Halloween weekend. Um, I would love to ask one final thing about yeah. what you would love. I know you just talked about people wanting to think, but what, what is your, your aim as, as House of Kittens as a, as a group uh, and as a theater company, as a, you know, what is it you'd like to get people to go away with, though? Not just thinking, but... You know, you're opening them up to experiences or to um, a palette, a color palette they may not have seen before. So Absolutely. what 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 is it you'd like them to go away with and what you're trying to achieve? That's an interesting question. I mean, I view art, cinema, uh, you know, great theater, uh, beautiful music, all these things are opportunities for us to take a break from our lives and to just be in a moment where you're completely encapsulated by something and I find it really relaxing. And I think that's why anything that is artistic, not that I'm sort of going, I'm an artist, Mm. but anything that is artistic gives people this sort of world that they can step into. And I think for myself, since I was a child, that's something I was obsessed with dress up. I was obsessed with sort of going into an otherworldly place. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to give everybody that opportunity and experience to be in an otherworldly place for a moment in time and to um, feel what that's like and how that there's so many different ways that you can do that. And maybe hopefully also kind of think, huh, I never thought that that was sexy, but I do now. <laughs> so, And maybe be able to communicate with the people that they're with about something that they may have never spoken about before or... You know, or just to have a really good night and just appreciate fabulous, beautiful cast of women who have all poured their heart and soul into something. Um, And we've all put so many hours in to just make something beautiful for people. So I just hope they walk away feeling that. Would you like to just give like a little plug when they can come? You can buy tickets for House of Kittens' new production, Amatory Asylum, via our website, www.houseofkittens.co.uk. And it is taking place at the Wellington Club on 91 German Street. And uh, tickets are available Halloween weekend as well as the 14th and 15th of November. And I would suggest booking seats if you can so that you can have a nice, comfortable night. Otherwise, wear comfy shoes. Perfect. Thank you so much, sir. Sophie Cohen there, the founder and director of House of Kittens. Now, before I go, just a few housekeeping notes. If you're a theater professional, head on over to curtaincallonline.com and sign up for a free profile page. All you have to do is create an account with an email address, make up a cool password, and away you go. 
You can follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Curtain Call. And you can follow me at John Schwab, J-O-H-N-S-C-H-W-A-B. Now, we would love to hear from you. If you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast, get in touch with me via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned or write to me personally at john at curtaincallonline.com. If you're looking to attend the best networking opportunity you're going to get all year where you can rub shoulders with producers, general managers, stage managers, directors, writers, casting writers, basically, okay, anyone you need to put on a show, then you need to go to tppsuperconference.com and get your tickets today. And don't forget to use the code CURTAIN19, which is all uppercase, to get your discount. So get over to New York on the 16th and 17th of November. Go to an amazing super conference and meet the theater uh, people that are going to shape your career. And make sure you find us when you're there. It just leaves me to say a huge thank you to Sophie Cohen and everyone over at House of Kittens. We wish them all the best for their run, and I will put links in the show notes for details on how to get tickets. Treat yourself to a Halloween uh, treat and book for the 31st. Boo! Thanks for listening to the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, and I will catch you all next week. Bye! Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.